0: times, hopefully not four, (laughs) it's big outside the box set (laughs) doing our final episode.
1: Part part two of six.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a whole season long. Um, Thanks for joining us, y'all. We are doing a a little bit of a wrap-up before taking a hiatus from the show. And so what we're doing is we're talking about The best or the most maybe memorable songs from each artist that we cover from each season.
1: We're talking about the songs that we most want to talk about for various reasons (laughs) on these episodes.
0: Sometimes it's just because you want to be mean.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, we had this idea to have like a two-part episode or, you know, a two-part finale uh, where we did 13 for each one, but we definitely spent some time on part one just sort of being retrospective uh being
0: nostalgic
1: being nostalgic about the show in general and then we got started listening we only made it through six so uh we're going to try to make it through 13
0: are tonight 13
1: more? or through what overall season 13 okay yes yeah and then we'll see how far we can get on the next one.
0: Although, I think I only prepared up through 12.
1: Oh, really? Well, there you go. <laughs>
0: Whoops. <laughs> yeah. um, 13 was... No, wait. 13 was Macklemore. I think I, I misnumbered mine. Okay, uh, yes. Well, 13. Yeah.
1: So, we left off with uh, Smash Mouth. Rest in power. <laughs> Steve Farwell. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's, like, not necessarily a very cool joke to make, but <laughs> I think that saying rest in power to unremarkable people is really funny. <laughs> but also
0: just, like, real privileged shitheads who, like, were yeah. doing
1: Nazis, so like not that long ago. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help the things that I like.
0: <laughs> and you like irony, it's, so... It tickles
1: tickles me. Uh, yeah, and then we decided to do Slayer after Smash Mouth, Mm -hmm. which was also at times a little bit of a drag. I think Mm -hmm. mostly because they're not great lyricists.
0: I wouldn't say they're
1: great lyricists. Even at at their best. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And they have a lot of albums.
1: So many albums. And, uh, at least one of... Maybe it was the lead singer. At least one of them ended up also being a bit of a Steve Harwell kind of character.
0: If I remember right, that was a little bit more about just, like, dogmatic shitty centrism versus, like, actually oh like throwing Nazi salutes or something. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, they're, they're definitely all edgelords. And, you know, there is... I, I remember us having a lot of conversations of, like, is there any value in just, like, depicting an awful thing? Mm -hmm. without saying anything about it.
0: Exactly. It's
1: like, oh, isn't this so fucked up? Oh, my God. (laughs) They did, like... uh, And they did do, like, songs about, like, Nazi doctors and scientists and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Uh, But there were some bright moments in the Slayer season. Mm -hmm. And in general, I think it was better than Smash Mouth. (laughs) 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 Because... Their musicianship is actually really impressive.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Should we listen to your your track?
0: Yeah, this one's from there.
1: I'm looking for it. Where it is. Yeah,
0: oh yeah, that's right. They um, they cut off very abruptly because I couldn't be bothered to fade in and fade out.
1: No, I'll do that in the post. Yeah, oh, okay, it'll be easy. Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> you're you're so kind. Um, so this is the song "Angel of Death," and I feel like this is um, I don't know, this is a um, this is an important one, and I think was maybe our most interesting and productive conversation about. Slayer's whole approach. Oh, yeah, yeah. And one of their better songs that takes this kind of approach where it's like, hey, wouldn't it be, like, crazy if something really awful and shitty happened? That's, like, the, the, the like, subtext of, like, most of their songs is, like, hey, right. what if something bad happened? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that, like, really, like, What if hell give was real? <laughs> yeah, basically. So, it's, I wouldn't say it's a terribly well-written song, but this is about, um, Josef Mengele, Um, who was also known as the Angel of Death, um, who did a bunch of really awful experiments on human beings at Nazi concentration camps, including Auschwitz. Um, So there's a lot of just like, they're very like prosaic lyrics, but they're not like actually telling a story or anything. It's just like, it starts with verse one, Auschwitz, the meaning of pain. The way that I want you to die. Slow death, immense decay. Showers that cleanse you of your life. Force in, like cattle you run. Stripped of your life's worth. Human mice for the angel of death. 400,000 more to die. It's like, we know that they're not sympathetic.
1: For sure. To like the Nazis (laughs) in that
0: verse, but it's also like... And we
1: think that's (laughs) (laughs) burn
0: Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, I mean, the chorus is angel of death, monarch to the kingdom of the dead, which makes, I don't know... Out of context is like that's kinda of badass. Monarch <laughs> to the kingdom of the dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um Slay <laughs> <King>. Yes, slay.
0: <laughs> uh, verse two. Sadistic surgeon of demise, sadist of the noble blood, destroying without mercy to benefit the Aryan race, surgery with no anesthesia, feel the knife pierce you intensely. This are not <laughs> Super well written lyrics. <laughs> inferior, no use to mankind. Strapped down, screaming out to die. Yeah, th- there's a lot of like lyrics that don't really have any kind of grounding or standpoint. So it's like, who is saying these words? Right. Like, who is the one? E- even, even to the extent of when it says inferior, no use to mankind. Who are they talking about, and what do they mean?
1: Right. Right. <laughs> uh, Yeah, there's uh, an interesting little quote here from um, King. Uh, I forget which one King is.
0: Kerry King, lead guitarist. Oh,
1: very good, yeah. He says, yeah, Slayer are Nazis, fascists, communists, all of that fun shit. And of course, we got the most flack for it in Germany. I was always like, read the lyrics and tell me what's offensive about it. Can you see it as a documentary, or do you think Slayer's preaching fucking World War II? People get this thought in their heads, especially in Europe, and you'll never talk them out of it.
0: It's almost like they're like a little extra sensitive in Europe for some reason. <laughs> especially Germany, I think he, he yeah. mentioned for for some weird reason. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's he's saying like they are they aren't listening to our obvious condemnation. Mm-hmm. of these well actually he doesn't even say that he says it's a documentary like he's just depict like they're not even saying that they're condemning it they're saying they're depicting it mm-hmm.
0: um he just des- yeah, describes it as documentary which is really interesting
1: it is it's, yeah that's an interesting uh way to describe what they're doing mm-hmm. um anyway yeah i think They're being a little obtuse (laughs) About people being sensitive about things
0: Yeah (laughs) And
1: why people are sensitive What things are worth being sensitive about (laughs) Yeah
0: A few things are like Maybe worth like Hey let's Let's uh, Tread lightly here And be careful You know
1: Yeah Uh, Especially when uh, Hanuman says um, I collect medals And other Nazi stuff That my dad got me started on Because he gave me all this shit He got off dead Nazis I remember stopping someplace Where I bought two books on Mengele I thought this has got to be some sick shit. So when it came to do the uh, the record, that stuff was still in my head. That's where the lyrics to "Angel of Death" came from. Uh, next thing I know, we're neo Nazis.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, so I still feel. I, yeah, it feels like the way he talks about it is just like kind of childish. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> it, it really is. It's like it feels like it's not really like taken into any kind of consideration. Like, yeah, like maybe we should you know be careful with this subject matter to the, it feels like this very like adolescent like oh my god like whoa blood and like gore and oh my mm-hmm. god gory history and like all this shit and yeah and just like whenever people call them on it they're just like whoa it's just you know it's we're just it's a documentary bro <laughs>
1: yeah and then they say uh oh yeah we're racist we've got a cuban and a chilean in the band get real <laughs> I have a lot of black friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's like, I think it's pretty obvious that there are, you know, it's not just white people who align themselves with white supremacy. Maybe that's more of a, like a modern, like uh widely accepted take. And maybe that is still obscure today, you know, but like, you know people who need to know that know that <laughs> you know people know what's up mm-hmm. uh, back then as well, and uh <laughs> yeah also um i I don't think the issues is that people necessarily think that they are racist they're just saying racist stuff <laughs> that people don't want to hear yeah exactly. or associate themselves with yeah. you know which is mm-hmm. like yeah it makes sense yeah well uh I Wanted to choose a song that I liked and I think it was a bright spot mm-hmm. from Slayer. So I'm going to try to find a spot mm-hmm. in the track I don't exactly know. And mm-hmm. here we go. Yeah, that little bit there. -hmm. Okay. So first of all, I think these vocals are funny, (laughs) and I I enjoy them. Yeah, exactly. They're like pretty, like gentle. Yeah. They're pretty easy to listen to. That's true, yeah. (laughs) Not even that abrasive. (laughs) So, like, I thought those were, like, quaint, and I, like, enjoyed those. Uh, The
0: cover of this album is also very quaint. The weird just, like, 1980s, like, Minotaur.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I like...
0: For no reason. uh,
1: I I like this high camp slayer. This, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. we're talking about, like, the armies of hell, like... (laughs) <laughs> rising from the pits to, like, raise the earth. Uh, I think that's funny. Uh, I don't know. I I think that stuff's cute. And um, I liked when they were, like, leaning into camp as opposed to, like, uh, real shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, before Rick Rubin got involved, I think, uh, their music was so un- uh, quantizable
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: I think I talked about this a lot in this season uh, basically I feel like they were achieving a type of folk music I remember this one time I had this like friend who was a metal d- drummer in my uh, church youth group and he was trying to like tell me that like he liked to play in the time signature 5-3 and I was like That doesn't exist and he's like no it's real you know and he very well may have been full of shit but like since i've like listened to more mental since then it's like oh i think a lot of these folks are are playing music that is not uh conforming to western music theory Mm. and you know like
0: they're playing crooked tunes
1: they're playing crooked tunes you know and like that little spot like in between you know the chorus and the verse um, you know, it's like this, like really fast beat, and then it goes da na na, and it's like there's no metronome there. They're not right. playing to a click. They're all listening to each other, and they're all like breaking the pulse in the same way. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like it's really exciting to listen to because <laughs> mm-hmm. we don't really like, get to hear that
0: right these That's days. True. Yeah,
1: and uh, it's
0: not very common.
1: I often associate like punk music um and maybe this is just like i don't know my ignorance but i often associate like like punk music or thrash metal with like sort of carelessness or like Mm -hmm. they're they're like we're going to play music that's bad on purpose or whatever Mm -hmm. but like this band is like um really musically rhythmically engaging and really like athletic and impressive Mm -hmm. and um i really liked these early these early albums for that reason mm-hmm. and uh yeah i kind of feel like it kind of all went down from hell from the first couple albums but like uh-huh. i thought it was a really yeah uh engaging time in think outside the box set because we got to talk about yeah a kind of musicianship that uh we didn't really talk about for the rest of the show yeah
0: that's true yeah. that's why we're getting matching slayer shonen mercy tattoos
1: uh-huh i can't wait <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting mine right on um my left Botox <laughs>
0: i was gonna get a tramp stamp so <laughs> at least we're in the same general area yeah you know i i have three tattoos now and once you get to that point it's like the threshold for something you're you're like willing to permanently attach to your body is just like it just drops like a stone it's like yeah sure say whatever yeah like, I don't give a shit.
1: Like, who cares? let's get some swords and pentagram
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: well we decided to talk about my chemical romance i think in part because of our uh,
0: our, friend our third
1: co-host who yes. <laughs> <laughs> our our, our, t- our triplet who died in the, <laughs> <laughs> yes. in the womb, I think is how we described described him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he would have really thrown off the like all trans it's all true. eggs podcast. It's it. true, unless
0: <laughs> unless
1: he's still young. <laughs> he's got
0: know. time. <laughs>
1: But, uh, yeah, I, uh, he was a big My Chemical Romance fan, and, uh... We had him
0: guest for the one, one follow-up or something. Was oh, like some, yeah. It wasn't on the actual, like, main My Chemical Romance yeah. season, but,
1: yeah. Uh, I hated this season. <laughs> it was really fucking annoying to yeah, me. Yeah,
0: it was, it was not <laughs> my favorite.
1: All right, let's see which track Maddie, uh, wanted to talk about. I
0: wonder if it's the same one you did.
1: No, but this is, the yeah, this is the one. Because one day I'll leave you a phantom to lead you in the summer to join the black I guess we got going to have the guitar smell <laughs> Good.
0: <laughs> Fine. So this is just a, a charming quaint story of a father making small talk with his son. You know, those times when your father really sits you down and just says, son, when you grew up would you be the savior of the broken, the beaten,
1: yeah. and the damned? My dad, like, literally talks to me like this all the time, still <laughs> to this day. Like, people, like, make fun of how intense this dad this dad is, but, like, my dad's, like, <laughs> pretty intense. Tell <laughs> your dad, like,
0: will you defeat them, your demons, and all the non-believers? Yeah, the basically.
1: Like, Jesus. <laughs> he doesn't use high fantasy language all the time, but it's, like, you know, it's pretty intense. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, this is like, I think the most memorable, like, this is the only one I remember at all from my chemical romance, honestly. Like, I remember literally nothing else. And mostly, I think this is just because it's their most earwormy song, um, at least to me. Um, and it's, it at least has kind of, you know, a coherent theme and structure. Um, there's some like pretty overwrought stuff. Um, But, yeah, it's sort of like, I don't know if this is what the Black Parade was meant to be, but it makes it sound like this sort of funereal parade for the people who are still alive as, you know, people die and move on. Um, There's like a bunch of just, I don't know, business and (laughs) just kind of like non-specific emotional stuff. Do or die. You'll never make me because the world will never take my heart. Go and try. You'll never break me. We want it all. We want to play this part. I want to explain or say I'm sorry. I'm unashamed. I'm gonna show my scar and give a cheer for all the broken. Listen here because it's who we are.
1: Yeah, I I think that there's like a role for this kind of like platitude. I think it, this kind of music is specifically helpful in like. Teenagers or very young adults
0: mm-hmm.
1: processing a, a just sort of like general um, cynicism and trying to not fall into despair
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because it, because of they're they're just generally overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. it just never
1: stops, at least in my case. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think the 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 vagueness of this kind of song can be like, oh, I can just sort of project onto this whatever I need to, and it feels important, Yeah, and there's little keywords that, you mm-hmm. know. So, like, this is annoying to me because I want to listen to songs that will become more meaningful with time, not less.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Uh, but... Yeah you know, I also appreciate. Uh,
0: so Cameron's basically saying that this is dumb music for babies. But <laughs> babies like it and that's okay. I'm, so.
1: s- I'm saying <laughs> that like, I don't know. I watched boondock saints <gasps> when I was a teenager and I with a bunch of boys that. who thought that it was like, so, uh, so profound. And I was like, I don't really get it, but I see that it's meaning a lot to you and I want to be here for you and share this experience with you. And
0: Looking back on it, that feels like kind of a gendered experience because uh-huh. I also
1: have
0: this yeah. where I was like, you guys seem to be really into this and I just don't get this like, yeah. at all.
1: Like,
0: what the <laughs> fuck is going on?
1: Yeah. Also, I think I liked Fight Club for the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, basically everyone does. Yeah.
1: No, not those wrong reasons. Oh, the
0: wrong reasons for the the boys around you? Yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha.
1: (laughs) Well, my chemical romance. Okay, so the biggest thing that, like, I remember about this band is that, like, the songs had all of this lore. And they were supposedly Mm. about, There were, like, these huge storylines. And the songs were about other stuff. ICP. They were, like... Ostensibly concept albums, but like nothing. Like at least in ICP, there would be a couple tracks that like kind of supported the ideas. And it's just,
0: it's just a bunch of like (laughs) non-specific nonsense. That like, I mean, maybe if you read the companion, like novelization or something, (laughs) which I'm sure Gerard Ray probably ended up writing. Yeah. But it felt like I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't in. It wasn't in the text of the songs themselves. It's like, maybe there's ancillary material. Yeah. I don't know. But it did, wasn't, wasn't good songs.
1: Did you ever watch Umbrella Academy?
0: Still, have oh. never seen it. I've heard...
1: I think it's pretty bad.
0: Yeah, I think I've heard you say that, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't really need to get into that
1: show. I mean, I really like Elliot Page, and I like that... It's
0: very
1: good. I like that he just got to keep playing his character, and it's just like, oh, I'm trans now. <laughs> or I was yeah. trans. <laughs> I'm I'm a man now. And they're like, oh, "All right. I didn't I didn't catch up to that part of the show." I'm just like, "Good for you. This show's probably still really bad. I'm not yeah. going to watch it, but yeah, like definitely. I I appreciate <laughs> the effort." Yeah.
0: I <laughs> appreciate, also appreciate
1: the, the the you know, so not all allies can be uh good artists. <laughs> you know.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, here here's a song that I liked because I mean in comparison to the rest of their discography. Uh-huh. Uh because I thought it kind of made sense and it had a kind of camp and silliness that uh I thought was uh effective more or less. Um it
0: is. up your looks with all the, lies in the books to make a citizen out of you. Because they sleep with a gun and keep an eye on you, son. So they can watch all oh, the I things this you yeah. do. Okay. Because the drugs never work,
1: they gonna like give you a smirk. Cause they yeah. got methods yeah. of keeping you clean. They gonna rip up your heads, your aspirations to shreds. Another cock in the murder machine, they say. Okay, so this song is like a little <laughs> pandering <laughs> and like reductive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the boys and girls in the clique, the awful names that they stick. Uh, you're never going to fit in much, kid, but if you're troubled and hurt, what you got under your shirt will make them pay for the things that they did. It's That's like- That's
0: horrifying. Is
1: this talking about a gun or about your heart? <laughs> I don't know. And I feel like they're kind of like leaning into that uh, <laughs> ambiguity a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I guess the thing that I appreciate about this song that I think is interesting is the chorus is, is about people being, having a phobia of teenagers Mm -hmm. and. As someone who kind of
0: has a phobia of at least
1: teenage males. And the, uh, the verses are sort of like, well, maybe, maybe this is a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, like maybe like, I mean, I'm really reading into it and giving it a generous reading, Uh but, um, like I appreciate that this is a song about like sort of being, uh, being marginalized. Um, just as a teenager, you don't have any power and you're being bullied and stepped on. And like, are you going to, uh, put up with the hazing process, or are you going to be the thing that they're afraid of? And mm-hmm. um, I think there's potentially some sort of catharsis, maybe a carnivalesque esque kind of mm-hmm. quality to that, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe a call to action. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know. Uh, it's not super directive. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think it's one of their more effective songs in that it's more coherent than a lot of their other songs.
0: Yes. Yes, That's a great point. It is mostly coherent. Um, one of the the genius, um, about this song section has this paragraph, the song was written by Gerard. I love that it's on a first name basis with old Jerry. (laughs) Whoa. Usually it's me doing that kind of stuff. (laughs) Is it still recording? (laughs)
1: I, did, I just played oh god I just started playing Black Parade again I don't know how to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, was playing from
1: here. It's, it's playing from here but I don't know how to stop it. This is my soundboard app this is the one I have. But, but now if- we have to listen to the whole guitar solo. <laughs> it's
0: like, I-
1: Shh, I'm trying to listen. <laughs> <laughs> this scorching guitar. You're not cutting,
0: you're not cutting this up. I refuse to let you. Anyway, um, my little side joke about being on a first name of with dragway Way um, caused Cameron so much joy and delation. And, well, I
1: threw a little fit, didn't I?
0: Yeah, a yeah, real, real little, little uh, petite more. <laughs> um, anyway, the song...
1: Was it's really disruptive when I keep doing that in our <laughs> podcast. let well, see. For me, I have to edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: The song was written by Gerard when he was on a subway and had a panic attack because there were so many teenagers riding on it as well. When guitarist Frank Yarrow heard the joke for the first time, or heard the song for the first time, he thought it was a joke. Yeah. So
1: this song has one of your favorite things, which is the the they.
0: Mm, the non specific yeah. they. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they can watch all the things you do. they sleep with a gun and keep an eye <laughs> on you, son. I mean, I feel like it's more defined in this song than it is in a in many songs that have this like kind of non specific they. Yeah.
1: yeah. I try to be like open minded about the use of the word they, but <laughs> <laughs> I just it's so impersonal. ungrammatical yeah. when
0: it's like referring to a single person. Oh my god, I
1: have a, <laughs> I have a rant, by the way. Um did I, did I, I rant? single a? Yeah, did I rant about this yet? I don't know. So uh I was at an event recently and uh <laughs> a
0: very um hidden language, I see, yes. Well
1: a, a boomer Scottish woman <laughs> um <laughs> like did the whole it's not grammatically correct thing. And 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 I was like giving her a hard time because I had been like spending it, you know, a week being very polite about being misgendered constantly, like mm. all the time. Yeah. Um and I was like feeling pretty salty about it. And uh so I was just giving her a little bit of a hard time and I was like, no one says he or she outside of like like writing. Like everyone uses they. I'm going to catch you in the next 24 hours using they for a singular person. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then she was like, pushing back against it. I was like, all right, ask me about my doctor. And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, just for the sake of this conversation, ask me a question about my doctor. Uh, And she was like, what is his name? (laughs) And I was like, no!
0: (laughs) You miscalibrated. They were two (laughs) boomers.
1: Yeah. Do you yeah.
0: Ever too
1: furious? Oh my God. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh and <no>. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh no. I was like, I was like, if you're, Touché. If you are having trouble with this, we cannot keep having this conversation. <laughs> like you, like. I want to take for the take one for the team. You need to work on this first, and then get back to me. You homework. <laughs> You're on chapter one. <laughs>
0: you're, on, you're on you're on the like board books. You're on, you're on um pop on pop or whatever. <laughs> you're on C Bob run.
1: Um, wow. What's
0: next? What, uh, what? Bob Marley.
1: Oh, Bob Marley, that's right. And we um we had the great Carlos Jones on the show mm-hmm. to like lead us. Two whites <laughs> into talking about reggae music, and he was uh, really sweet about he was it. Very gracious. <laughs> yeah, very and gracious. Very
0: generous. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 Maybe to some extent because he's like in his own way, like sort of, uh, I mean, he's not from Jamaica. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he has his own perspective on reggae, and yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, it was really sweet. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, this was like a cool season, and it was really interesting to like talk about. Someone who had had pretty prosaic lyrics a lot of the time, time.
0: yeah,
1: and um, not that many lyrics per song, mm-hmm. and also not that much like musical variety within each song,
0: right? Uh,
1: there, it was just a very different set of expectations around
0: right
1: dynamics mm-hmm. and like drama yeah. or. Or it's more statements. Like a
0: long extended like sort of hypnotic groove. Yeah. 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 Less southern was something like Afrobeat, but
1: Right. Still. Yeah. Uh well let's listen to what Maddie wanted to talk about with old. It's a me, Maddie. Oh yeah. Lord I thank you. No
0: So this is like back um back in the days of the Wailers before I don't even I don't remember if it was even Bob Marley and the Whalers. I think it was literally just the Wailers, is how they were credited. So it was it was a lot more of like a group effort and they were playing a lot more um like ska and like pre-reggae music. Um so that was like a very interesting sound. It this album or this song I think came out in nineteen seventy-three, based on what the genius says, but it sounds like it's older than that.
1: Which um, song is this? What's it's called it? Put It On. Put It On.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> um, so this was just like, I don't know. It was it was a very different vibe than what I was expecting. And it's, to me, it's like a, a pretty catchy song. So it like stuck in my head. And it was like not the kind of thing I was expecting from um, Bob Marley and the Wheelers. Um and I'm trying to look up the album, it's from the... Oh, I guess it is. Okay, it is from the. It is from 1965. Okay, so I was like, this sounds earlier than 1973. Um, I remember we had a lot of trouble with some of the earlier Wailers and Bob Marley albums because there were like different ones released in the UK and the US. Right, right, right. There's like weird, lots of compilations and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um... Anyway, so this is this is um this is for whatever reason um the thing that like stuck out to me from this just because it was so different from what I was um expecting. I think it has very repetitive lyrics, feel them spirit, feel them spirit, Lord I thank you, feel all right now, good Lord hear me. I'm not boasting, feel like toasting. Um but then I think we I think we decoded that like in verse four when he says I'm going to put it out in the morning. I'm going to put it on in the night. I'm going to put it on anytime, anywhere that that is referring to Kaya. That is referring okay. Really of, of marijuana. Yeah. I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, this was.
0: If I remember right. Uh,
1: I think this is one of the first times that like, I had like really put into uh, words where I was introduced to the idea of, of like, um, Heavy air quotes like laziness as resistance <sighs> is mm-hmm. talking about Bob Marley and the Wailers because he uh, a lot of his songs are about like getting high early in the morning and like not doing anything, yeah, and why not that's being productive, why that is important,
0: yeah, exactly, yeah,
1: and you know, living in a world that is too productive. Mm -hmm. That is so productive that it's destroying itself.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's like, this is like, yeah, really powerful. But what what do you think Bob
0: Marley's hashtag grind was like? (laughs) And by that, I mean, how do you think he grinded his weed?
1: I mean, (laughs) I was going to say his grind is like playing a show after he gets shot and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's
0: true. That's a good
1: point. So he definitely worked hard, you know, but Mm -hmm. like. I really appreciate it. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I'm Bob Marley's total alpha. That's for sure. I'm
0: just goofing
1: around. Uh just spoofing and goofing. Uh, h- here's a song I wanted to talk about al- along those lines.
0: That's a much older song.
1: So yeah, just like this, this opening line of this chorus, stiff-necked fools, you think you're cool to deny me for simplicity mm-hmm. along similar lines. Right. Yeah. That's what we are just talking about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. And I think that, you know, that applies to like lifestyle stuff that applies to aspects of the music. I get, I don't really like, <laughs> like the way that people talk about music being simple or not, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think that's, try like establishing a groove and keeping it like this for the length of a reggae song. Mm -hmm. You have to be one of the best musicians in the world, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. that is, that is not simple. That Mm -hmm. takes like so much dedication and embodiment, Mm -hmm. you know, but in terms of the amount of like information that you're consuming when you listen to it maybe one could argue that it's simple mm-hmm. you know um but so much discipline and work and intention had to go into being able to deliver something that feels simple i've had similar like like i i've had a couple of students at this point like say like can you just like teach me like an easy song like like an ola bell reed song and i'm just like ola bell reed, uh, you, I think you just think that her songs are simple because she's from the mountains and she, and she's, you think that she's a hillbilly and you think that that means her music is simple, but she's so fucking sophisticated in her like musicianship and the, and her rhythm and her, and her lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know. Anyway, I think the simplicity that Bob Marley is talking about that he's invoking is uh a hard one simplicity Mm -hmm. yeah and i appreciate that about him and his music Mm -hmm. uh yeah not to lionize this person who by all accounts was a profoundly problematic and troubled man uh who troubled other people (laughs) especially women yeah
0: yeah
1: but um yeah i appreciated And that's not going to keep me from appreciating some of the things I feel like I learned from Mm. listening to this discography. Good choice. This is
0: from Confrontation 1983. Less than 20 years separates the songs we chose and they sound like they're from different universes.
1: Well, so I felt like, yeah, we we had just like kind of like a rough go of it for a while. You know, we had like Mm -hmm. ICP, Alanis, a lot of T pain was really rough, mm-hmm. uh, and so on and so forth. Until we got to Miss Shania Twain, Miss Twain,
0: Miss
1: uh, Twain, we shall
0: meet.
1: And I felt like it was a real like
0: renaissance.
1: Yeah, it was a real like realignment. It's like mm-hmm. getting back to this show's values.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> getting back to family values. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, let's listen to your Shania Twain <laughs> choice, looking through here. I'm curious to see here what you think of this. Here, here it is, Have your boots been under? <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> who have your boots been under? And whose heart did you see, I wonder? Oh man. <laughs> Just wanna you're like lulled. I mean, so this is like a lot of this music is very not simple. Mm-hmm. And so much of her music in the way that it's constructed, especially harmonically mm-hmm. and phrase lengths, is like actually like bucking a lot of expectations Mm -hmm. and it's so engaging and so stimulating Mm -hmm. it's like sort of the opposite of reggae a lot of the time (laughs) (laughs) it's just like whoa i did not think this was going to happen (laughs) 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 yeah it's not relaxing but it's really exciting and dynamic
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i chose this song because i feel like this is she was taking a stab at what eventually became man, I feel like a woman. Mm. She was like, she, she was still like a little bit too calibrated towards the countryside. And um yeah, she wasn't like quite hadn't quite gone to the breakout level of just basically becoming a pop singer. Um yeah, and it's just, I don't know, it's 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 got the like the whole country thing of where it's like built around just like a phrase and in this case, it's, like, this amusing sort of, like, almost joke, like, like, who are you fucking? Who's bed Have your boots been on?
1: Yeah. It's a very simple idea, but, like, there's image. Mm-hmm. There's, like, smells. <laughs> like, you know, like... Yes. Uh, there certainly are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. It's just, like, a really creative way of saying an old idea, which yeah. I feel like is, like, her magic trick.
0: Yeah, and it's it's also just, like, very... I mean, pandering is not the right word, but like calibrated for the audience of like, oh yeah, boots, like cowboy boots. You know how like they'll have those. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like knocking boots, but you know, having to boot the boots on the bed, like that kind of thing. Um,
1: Come on, version. boots. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's in verse three.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, she talks about the various women that this person has been with. Uh, I know about Lolita, your little Spanish flame. Okay. I've seen you around with Rita, the redhead down the lane. I've heard you've been sneaking around with Jill. And what about that weekend with Beverly Hill? Her name is Beverly Hill. Oh,
1: my God. (laughs) She's not real. (laughs) I've seen you
0: walking with long legs Louise. And you weren't just talking last night with Denise. Kind of a slut. Kind of some. But it's like.
1: A little bit of a fuck boy.
0: Yeah. But it's like. I feel like it's not even doesn't feel like it's really been slut-shaming. It's just like I don't know. Yeah. There's like a little bit there. Um, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I I guess this dance is
0: like an interesting one.
1: I mean, I've heard you've been sneaking around with Jill. Like
0: Oh yeah. You
1: know, uh I guess the I the I think we're we're led to believe that this person isn't being is isn't trying to get informed consent, you know, like where this person is like not being forthcoming about how active he is, who he's being active with. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we've all known people who, or maybe especially men, who like, it's like, we're... We're in Portland like there's so many poly people here you could yes, you know you don't have
0: to practice unethical not yeah <laughs> like
1: you have you have options
0: have a lot of options yeah
1: it's like you this must not be about that
0: yeah exactly. <laughs> this
1: must be about you know sort of power and manipulation and mm-hmm. yeah
0: I guess that changes things i I guess like I don't know if I thought this at the time but when I was coming back to it it was kind of like Oh, this is just like a cute song about someone she's broken up with where she's like, and now you're like going through the rebound, like, oh, yeah. fuck around stage. Um, ooh, why about you just break your fiddle? It just abled like. my fiddle. <laughs>
1: now I can't get uh, it back on.
0: Uh, that looks precarious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, you were saying uh, that you thought that this was like, a post-breakup song.
0: Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. It, it changes a lot depending on what the, like, sort of stance of the song is, like the viewpoint that it's from.
1: Yeah, it feels like it might be, like, more of, like, a kind of a, a situationship or something. And she's like, ah, I'm, I'm over this.
0: I guess she does say in the first one, I know I'm not the only girl you run to. Yeah. So maybe it's, like, they're dating, but they haven't established right. exclusivity or... Right whatever or I don't know
1: yeah
0: maybe it's just a cute poly song who knows
1: <laughs> well I don't know <laughs> yeah but
0: this is to me this is like an interesting song that was like just a, just like a little tweak and then it becomes a huge hit
1: well uh you want to hear my Shania song do. okay great here it comes I'm guessing there wait what's going on
0: it's playing on your phone
1: hey becca we need spotify (laughs) becca (laughs) we're we're podcasting with spotify right now (laughs) okay oh my god um this web browser okay sorry (laughs) why don't you take a pill and put a little trust in You know the facts Relax <laughs> Don't be stupid You know I love you Don't be ridiculous You know I need you Don't be absurd You know I want you Don't be impossible uh, uh, I'm
0: oh, not so, I, can't. I love the like varying phrase lengths and like the different rhythms and stuff. Yeah. Don't be stupid, you know I love you. Don't be ridiculous, you know I need you. Yeah. Don't be absurd, you know I want you. Don't be impossible. It's like cut, like it it, it cuts cuts the rhythm like short on that last line for emphasis. Don't be impossible. Boom. Yeah, breaking breaking the meter. So good. Yeah.
1: yeah, like th- this song is a little more straightforward in a lot of like. Like, there aren't, like, bars of, like, 11... Or phrases of 11 beats or anything mm-hmm. like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, like, crazy key changes. But there are a lot of, like, little... Little things within an otherwise... Mm-hmm. Kind of, like, standard country pop song. Mm-hmm. Um, that just give it a little something extra. Um, yeah, I think musically, it's less surprising than, a lot, you know... That don't impress of me much. Or, uh, mm-hmm. man, I feel like a woman. But... Mm-hmm. It's still really thoughtful in the way it's put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing I really like about this song, and uh, yeah, this is by Shania Twain and uh, Robert John Lang.
0: It's a very generous and sweet way to interact with a dude being very shitty and possessive.
1: Yeah, it's I, like very sweet. I in a way, <laughs> in a way, yeah. So, like an ungenerous reading of this. Um, or maybe a correct reading of this would be like, this man uh, is problematic and you should leave him. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like that this song...
0: Let's give some examples from the lyrics. Um, Yeah. You hang over my shoulder when I read my mail. I don't appreciate it. When I talk to other guys, you think they're on my tail. I get so aggravated. When I get off the phone and get the third degree, I'm really feeling frustrated.
1: Yeah. Uh, So this is... This man is being possessive, and... You even
0: get suspicious when I paint my nails.
1: Uh-huh. Like, who are you painting your nails for? Exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. So, yeah, obviously this is, like, bad behavior. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate that this song is not necessarily fully giving in to heteropessimism.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, And this
1: song is saying, like... Well, first of all, she's like, you're being stupid.
0: Yeah, exactly. Stop. Yeah.
1: Because you have my attention and my affection.
0: You know I love
1: you. You know know this. Yeah. You know? And, like, I like that she is being vulnerable in this moment of saying, like, you have the power to ruin this. Mm -hmm. And it is not too late. Because... I understand the con- I know the culture we're in, you know, I know where this is coming from uh-huh. and you have the opportunity to like not throw this away. Mm-hmm. And I kind of not that she, you know, not that anyone's entitled to this right. kind of treatment, but I mm-hmm. appreciate the needle that she's threading. Like right. yeah. She's being appropriately like patronizing and condescending to this man because his behavior is awful.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh but She's also saying, I do love you and I do want you, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think, um, that it can be a little bit tempting, especially like today to be like, um, you know, like you got you, one must cut all toxic people out of your life. Um, one, because it's like, where do you think those people are going to go? (laughs) You know, you can't quarantine from everyone who feels a toxic thing or behaves in toxic ways. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not sustainable. Um, And it's not building necessarily a better world. Not that it's any one person's (laughs) responsibility to take on every toxic man, you know. Uh, But also, it's... I think that, like, the, like, cut all the toxic people out of your life kind of, like, um, sort of new uh kind of like therapy kind of boundaries language all that all that stuff is repressing people's desire Mm -hmm. for those people Mm -hmm. and it's a way to like try to manage your desire as opposed to like actually experiencing the grief of i wanted this person and i had to you know they they ultimately were not ready for me Mm -hmm. you know So I appreciate like the specificity of the song that it's like holding this person accountable and acknowledging feelings, um, acknowledging desire Mm -hmm. and not saying I am aloof. The way that you're behaving makes me not desire you. It's saying I do desire you and the way that you're behaving makes me think that I might have to push you away, which makes me sad. You know, that's like a really emotionally mature and rare like (laughs) thing to see in a person and especially to hear in a pop song. Yeah. So yeah, I think this kind of thing, this kind of insight delivered in this like kind of silly casual way is like Mm -hmm. what makes Shania Twain special.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I agree. It's great. Yeah. Go Shania. Go Shania. All right, I'm going to move these instruments because I keep <laughs> elbowing my fiddle.
0: You're just playing it with a new technique,
1: extended yeah. technique. <laughs> oh, okay, that's going over there. And then who who's next?
0: Um, Eminem.
1: Oh, which is another kind of bummer yeah, of a season. It was. It was, wasn't it?
0: Just cause he asked to put his hands on a massive Clodius Maximus again. Squeeze it then switch it and pass it to a friend. Can he come back as nasty as he can? Yes, he can, can don't ask me this again. He does not mean to lay being a friend But Lindsay, please come back to seeing men. Samantha's a two, you're practically a 10. I know you want me, girl. In fact, I see a grin. I come in, girl. It was clear.
1: Okay. Speak on this.
0: Um, So this is the... I mean, I had to have the album where he inexplicably just like starts rapping in an accent. (laughs) Um, I wish I had gotten a more egregious sound sample of it. Um, Yeah, but this is just like, to me, this is the most memorable thing to me about Eminem. It's just like, you know, there's technical skill. There's a lot of fucking homophobia. Uh-huh. So much. In fact, I think I heard some um, in that. Oh, I guess it was just misogyny. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, but also just like the fact that he just, I don't know, this made me feel bad about Eminem and everything he's ever done. Just like, <laughs> this just like is like, oh, you're just like really appropriating um in these like really odd ways like adopting this accent um for no reason at all <laughs> and then later on I just like kind of acknowledging you be like oh yeah i had an old album where i just like had an accent for no reason whatever
1: yeah uh there's a little bit of i guess transphobia here damn i think kim kardashian's a man
0: oh um, yeah that's fun yeah so, nice
1: love that, yeah, so he definitely has this like you know edge lord streak about him where he just wants to you know kinda of just do some like family guy south Park mm-hmm. kind of style humor, like isn't it an eye stinker mm-hmm. yeah, he's being bug bunny, mm-hmm. but um, punching down bug mm-hmm. Bunny never punched down, he except does. for on carrots, that's
0: true. that's it. He punched a lot of those down, yeah. down his <laughs> maw, gob. Um, yeah, I don't know. And just like, there's there's so much going on in the lyrics, but to what end? I don't know. It, th- this song is also just like, feels like it kind of has a chip on its shoulder. Like, we may do. He's like, I, th- I mean, I don't know if there's a coherent like, message to this song, um, but it's basically like, hey, I've been around longer than you, and... You're coming up and um, the only reason you're here is because I was there first.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Which is just like I don't I'm not yeah. interested in that really. <laughs> yeah. Almost any time ever.
1: Yeah. Um it's hard to do that in a way that doesn't sound like you're threatened.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know?
1: When you spend when you pay someone attention and call them out publicly, mm-hmm. it means you see them. Mm-hmm. You know? they're worth mentioning. They're remarkable, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I have a little bit of um, positive, uh, uh, sort of a little counter narrative here. So this is from Music to be Murdered By, which is one of his later ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like he started being a, a bit more coherent, probably because of being sober mm-hmm. and maybe recognizing the effect that he's had in the culture for for better and worse uh and mm-hmm. kind of trying to take responsibility but also trying to maintain his identity and mm-hmm. his persona and i think he does a pretty good job in this album and i really appreciated this song you remember this one? With
0: him, have
1: me are just too deep. You're laying there with him Thinking about me He's asleep, you say let's meet around three You went to leave the house, he caught you sneaking out Now he's freaking out You thought he was sleeping soundly Whoa. You say you're going for a drive, you don't question him in, like where the fuck you been? Uh, then you pump his ear with what he wants to hear, you tell him you love him, yeah, yeah. Wipe each tears, so this is I think Eminem at his best, he's mm. being a storyteller, and he has something specific to say, mm-hmm. uh, we don't get a lot of this from mm-hmm. him, yeah, uh, but when we do, I think it's always good, even his like song, um, what's that one song that like that's, like, from, like, a stalker fan that he did early on oh, in his career. Um, Stan. Yeah. That's why we have
0: the word Stan meaning. Oh, yeah. devoted fan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. E- even that song, which is, like, I have complicated feelings about, I think it's a really well-written story. Right. Yeah. And it's, like, effective. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so this song is about uh, two people who are cheating on their partners with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really interesting song because he gets into all of the specifics. And at one point he says, um, it's starting to feel like we're cheating on each other with our partners as opposed to Uh cheating on our partners with each other, you know? And he's like talking about like the way that the power is, uh, is shifting and mm-hmm. um, I think the thing that I really appreciated about this song is his kind of anti-possessiveness in the end of the song. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I appreciated that he's able to do this like kind of sophisticated, emotionally intelligent thing in this song that is about being pretty unethical and messy. Right, And I feel like that's Eminem, you know, at his best is like, I'm a fucking mess. And here are the things that I'm thinking about. Here's like the level that I'm operating on while I'm being like depraved. Yeah, Yeah. And yeah, I think there's something valuable there. Okay. So let's, here it is. Here it is in the, in the third verse. I'd rather share you than to not have you at all. Mm -hmm. So once or twice a year, (laughs) a month, or so uh, once a year or twice a month, I'm here if you want it. Yeah, I'm open season and I'm always game. So I keep it a hundred dear. Ha ha. Cause we could never be each other's everythings. You got a wedding ring. So it's him instead of me, but I'll be your second string now and forever. That's Mm -hmm. a really interesting thing to say. Yeah, it is. In a song.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's really complicated. I don't like it, yeah. but I appreciate, you know, like I, he's made this story where I have to accept the reality of this situation that they're in
0: mm-hmm. and
1: be like, this has already happened.
0: Right. It
1: can't unhappen. Right. Now what happens?
0: Yeah.
1: And this is what's happening. Yeah. This I think goes, that's
0: yeah.
1: like, I feel very invested. Just in this song, I mean, it's mm-hmm. this whole soap opera just in, within the scene of four minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, I think I I appreciated the way you know that Eminem has like grown in his ability to tell stories and to say something, as mm-hmm. opposed to because this is like there are elements of this song that are like kind of like shocking or upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh offensive to the sensibilities mm-hmm. but it has things to say uh, but not in necessarily a moralizing way right and it feels real mm-hmm. and I really appreciate that
0: it feels like a little bit better uh, an example like depiction versus endorsement
1: uh-huh.
0: um, which is like always a messy thing I think but yeah. here it feels fairly clearly like this is being depicted yeah and I feel like Eminem, yeah, I don't know, just doesn't do a lot of endorsing.
1: <laughs> Did we really choose to cover McLemore after Eminem?
0: Well, we decided we're gonna get rid of the phony and just like go to the the true best wire ever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is gonna be the last one that we cover for tonight's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, let's hear Maddie's. Oh,
0: you knew. McLemore you know. choice. You
1: know do it's I, coming. Do I know what it is?
0: I think you do. Okay. You okay? I stuck my hand up to shake her she pushed it away and grabbed my waist in an embrace. It seemed like for hours oh during that god <laughs> My hands explored the flesh of the neck exposed by the revealing dress that she had chose to wear. We were rid of I was them, she was a snare The feeling of knowing that this is, it is so rare
1: She oh stroked the fingers god. through my
0: hair I felt the moment for what it was worth The price of second of eternal harmony with my soul in the earth She had given birth to creation feeling my vows With the emotion and love come up with the constellations above I knew that I had found My lifelong companion after all those years I was alone She grabbed my hand Oops, she grabbed my hand and whispered in my ear Let's go home Oh my god This is called, her name was music And this is the song where Macklemore fucks music.
1: Yeah, he he sure does. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: It seemed like for hours we were in that pose. My hands explored the flesh of her back, exposed by the revealing dress that she had chose to wear. (laughs) (laughs) To wear? (laughs) Thanks for that little, like, line break. He really ramped up the tension and just totally delivered on something startling. (laughs) The thing that she chose was to wear the dress. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. uh, (laughs) There's so much.
0: There's so much here. It's like, just like dumb redundancies like that. The revealing dress that she had chose to wear. You could have stopped with the revealing dress that she had chose.
1: Yeah. Chosen.
0: Or chosen, yeah.
1: Chose Zen.
0: A woman who by existing did mankind a favor. So sweet, she's sweet taste of life that death wishes it could savor. If beauty could be bought in the Bible, she would be the thing for God's savior. What? (laughs) (laughs) We made love, possessed by the spirits, enchant, approaching human being. I think some of the genius lyrics might not be fully correct. Um, I touched her breast as a (laughs) mother touched. First... Touches her infant.
1: Musical titties, y'all. <laughs>
0: her body was my canvas, and I painted an in-depth picture to distinguish. Yuck. <laughs>
1: the orgasm was everlasting, exceeding the depths of passion past the earth's crust.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, my God.
0: Oh, you didn't, you, I licked the juice from the sweetest nectar. She returned the favor, swallowing-my-soul feeling that would last forever. I remember. Okay.
1: okay, and the end of this is she got up to leave. Hey, yo, wait, I never asked your name. She turned around, looked into my soul, and silently whispered, Music. Her name was Music. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Twist.
0: Silently whispered, Music.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. This is such a deep song. There's so much going on, and
0: it's so beautiful, and, um, God, it's just, like, so heartfelt and passionate. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. this kind of reminds me of some of John Mayer's stuff where he's talking <laughs> yes. about how much he's into these specific women and these different songs. Mm-hmm. And and it's very clear that what he's actually into is his own experience of being into this these women and right. his own ability to sort of like romanticize his own romanticizations. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of what this mm-hmm. feels like. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, to the
1: nth degree, yes. Yeah, <laughs> this is much, yeah, this is worse than anything John Mayer did, somehow. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah,
0: it's,
1: yeah. well, except maybe that interview where he's just, Well, just I mean, in it is mean, mean, music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. I'll never forget John Mayer's David cock. <laughs> maybe that can be the title of the
1: episode. <laughs> All right. <laughs> No, we're going to name it. uh, I mean, we'll just reference it in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So I have some counter-programming, and this is sort of an obvious choice, but I think... This is
0: what I would have chosen if I hadn't imposed the rule upon myself of only bringing songs that I hadn't previously known from the artist. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go but we paraphrase a book written 3500 years
1: ago I don't know Bible found dead <laughs>
0: <laughs> even if I tried even if I wanted to and I can't change even if I tried even if
1: I wanted to that little da 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 that little thing is so cool. She keeps me on. She keeps me on. She keeps me on. If I was gay, I would think hip hop hates me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't necessarily
0: be wrong either. Yeah.
1: So, I don't remember. I being... so that um, <laughs>
0: little Nas X could run. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So this is what I want to talk about. Yeah. So like, I don't remember exactly what I said at the time. Uh, I probably said something about like, you know, the respectability politics and immutability politics and like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, I don't know. I, at the time I hadn't read yet. Like I, I recently started reading, uh, or K. Puar's, uh, Terrorist assemblages, homo nationalism in queer times. <laughs> and uh, I feel like this, and that was written way before this, but this is like about um, the unqueering of select portions mm. of previously uh-huh. queer people, yeah, you know. Exactly. And. Um,
0: well, it's, just, it's like they're just normal people. They're just like us. Yeah. They're so normal.
1: <laughs> it's the same love. It's yeah.
0: the exact same love. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know. Obviously all that stuff is like fucked up
0: mm-hmm.
1: about this song. <laughs> and about like yeah, uh yeah, it's just there's there's a lot of like, problematic things in, in this song. But I I think it's so beautiful. I think Ryan Lewis's production is uh a stronger piece of rhetoric than anything Macklemore could say. Um,
0: yeah, and me too
1: and and Mary Lambert's singing is gorgeous and i think this chorus is really lovely you know like because at the end of the day she can't change and there are a lot of people who can't and that is a problem you know that like mm-hmm. you know they there are people who can't or won't uh conform or be in the closet and they you know, that's not everyone that's queer, obviously, you know, but like mm-hmm. it doesn't, this kind of person, like their story really fucking matters. Um, yeah. And, and she's, and she's talking about sex and pleasure and love and romance. And I think it does transcend marriage equality, you know, as a political issue
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: I think the sweetness of her voice, it's like hard to like argue with and the like,
0: she seems really
1: cool. She seems really cool. The yeah, the production again. And then Macklemore at the end of the day, I think he's, he, he's saying, he's saying stuff. That's like, all these are pretty like annoying takes. Uh, Yeah. There's a
0: lot of really (laughs) annoying lines that he has. But even, even just like, <laughs> logically, syntactically, sure. our culture founded from oppression, yet we don't have acceptance for them. It's like, yeah. Why, why did that yet does not make sense? Like, would you expect a culture founded on oppression? Right, right. Ex- <laughs> and, <accepted? laughs> and yet. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, yeah. it's not accepting this culture of oppression.
1: Yeah. There's way
0: worse. I don't
1: know. Here, go ahead. Yeah, like... This is not, it's not necessarily a well-written song, but I think it is an extremely well-timed song. Mm. And I think the things that he says mm. were really rhetorically powerful. And I think a lot of the stuff he says is true and and helpful. Right. At the end of the day.
0: And I don't know, like, to what degree he actually, like, like culturally is a hip-hop artist or is, like, included in that community or whatever, but it does feel good to sort of address some of the homophobia that goes on or, you know, even more at that time, like went on in this genre of music.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's complicated because like his, like, his like self-appointed, like profit status within, you know, he's been doing that for a long time.
0: Since his first album.
1: Yeah. And yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, there's so many things to not like about him and about this song, but I think this moment transcended a lot of the bad ingredients, yeah. and and I and I think it did something special in in the culture.
0: I mean, this is like only four years after Proposition Eight, yeah, and three years before marriage equality was yeah. handed on by the Supreme Court, and I think it's he does have some lines that I think are really good and really true, um, and a certificate on paper isn't going to solve it all, but yeah. it's a damn good place to start. Yeah. No law is going to change us, we have to change us, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's there's definitely some good stuff, there's some real laughable stuff, I mean just the opening lines. When I was in third mm-hmm. grade I thought I was gay because I could draw, my uncle was, and I kept my room straight. I love how he just like throws my uncle was.
1: Yeah. Well, okay, so people, and and I think we made fun of this at the time. And people made fun of this at the time. But I think there is something here that is valuable. I mean, I'm sure he
0: got called a faggot.
1: Yeah. He, he's talking about a culture that is, like, so afraid of of queerness that mm-hmm. we're, like, it's a panopticon shit. Yeah. He's he's a kid, and he's he's, like... I don't know if the guards in the tower right now, but everyone else can see me, right. you know? And yeah. so I need to make sure that there's no gay shit happening, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. I kind of wish he had just like expanded on that a little bit because the yeah. way he tosses it off is, makes it sound laughable, but it does like point to a very like yeah. disturbing and profound thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. And,
1: and I think people basically get that. And I think, yeah, he does, it, it is a little, it comes off as a no homo. You know. Especially
0: because of the following lines are very explicitly <laughs> no
1: <homo. He> says, <laughs> I told my mom, tears rushing
0: down my face. She's like, Ben, you've loved girls since before pre-K. Hey, tripping, yeah, I guess she had yeah. a point, didn't she? Because I'm so fucking straight, yeah. no homo. Like, but then he says it's a
1: bunch of stereotypes, you know?
0: Yeah, it's true, but like, yeah. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's
1: yeah. really silly. I, I agree that it's silly, but I think that, you know, people aren't always giving this the most generous reading. Um... Or the most accurate reading, Mm -hmm. you know, so yeah, I'm not a McLemore McLemore apologist, (laughs) but I think there are some like actually valuable things in here, you know, and I mean, he's not like, you know, it's the point is like, he can't just be like, I was going to release a song, but instead I'm just going to like do a live stream where I read some Foucault. You know, he's not going to do that and it's not going to do anything, you know?
0: I mean, he did like specifically release it in support of a Washington state referendum too. Like he was, this was like a political action he was engaging in and to like make a national, like fairly big single and to like use your prominence in that way. Yeah. There's, I mean, I mean, fuck knows that he's going to do anything perfect, but like, um, you know, if you have prominence, it's a good thing to use it for. Yeah. Even if you're not great about it. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The the thing I've often tried to, like, uh, in, in these seasons and in the, these retrospective, you know, uh, episodes is, like, I want to, like, say, like, this is what this artist is capable of at their best. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And artistically, you know, like... Songcraft-wise, yeah, I think this song is, like, or and even politically, it's, you know, it's not the best, but it is potent.
0: And there's, like, glimpses of, like, really yeah. positive things, and there, like, when he talks about, like, when everyone else is more comfortable remaining voiceless rather than fighting for humans that have had their rights stolen, I might not be the same, but that's not important. No freedom to equal damn right I support mm. it. Like, he's just, he's basically, like, saying, like, you can't just, like, not speak up. Yeah. Um, which is like a very foundational trick, obviously. It's
1: very prosaic language, you know, and like, but people need to hear it, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So yeah. And, and it's not the only piece, you know, but like he was doing it in 2012.
0: Right.
1: You know? So yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, I'm always going to like relate to more and appreciate more art that is for me. Mm -hmm. and not for the straights in my life to help them appreciate me, you know, but like, I still, you know, this is helpful, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah.
0: Also, he put his uncles on the cover of the single, which is really sweet. Look at
1: these fucking cuties.
0: They're really cute together. Cutie patooties.
1: One of them's wearing like a dressing gown. Oh my God. Like,
0: come on. That's so good. Or is it a coat? I guess it's a coat.
1: Uh... I had, I had two gay uncles that I didn't get. I only got to meet them once. Wow. They were totally estranged from the family. Came holy to one shit. family reunion. they great uncles. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They sound pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to have the
0: courage to like go to a yeah. family reunion yeah. when yeah. everyone's being shitty like that. It's like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that was part two. Part two. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you think we can get all the rest of them in the next
1: part? Maybe, Maybe. we'll have to breeze through them. Can we have like a quick rundown? You sent me a text a while ago. <laughs> yeah, I have it in
0: the notes file. Okay,
1: let, let's just give um, a little um, teaser of who else we have to talk about. Um, oh, I, I got it right here. Yeah, Okay. Lily Joel. Great. Let's
0: trade off, next one.
1: Taylor Swift.
0: Fishbone.
1: Britney Spears.
0: So weird we did fish um,
1: <laughs> Fishbone. <John Mayer>. Um, <laughs> uh, Justin Bieber.
0: Lil Nas X.
1: Billie Eilish. Grace Jones. Those will be quick. Yeah. yeah,
0: Grace Jones.
1: Um, The Chicks. Mm-hmm. Nirvana. Village People. And Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Yeah. Yes.
0: And we had like some seasons in there where we didn't like cover specific artists. Season eight, I think, was Oops Off Palette Cleansers. Yeah. Season twenty-three <laughs> was Listener Suggestion One-Offs, where we listened to a Korn album like, among other things. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Dr. Hina. laughs>
1: You're really good at that. I was trying to like see if I could get it to happen. Um,
0: yeah, so that's um, that's what we got next time. You think we can blaze through Billy Joel to Lady Gaga?
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll do our we'll best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so thanks for listening, y'all. Um, we're gonna do some procedural things like not charging you for patreon in october okay great <laughs> yeah i need to do some of that um and make sure that your email address is the one that you with patreon so that you have powers anyway um if you want to join the last dying gasps of our discord link will be in the show notes <laughs> but thanks for listening and thanks for following along with us on this long strange journey that it's been um we'll be back I don't know when because you're going on tour
1: yeah uh I, th- I think i only need to take one week off okay. and then maybe we could do the following i don't know maybe a slightly late late episode for the okay. next one yeah
0: yeah let's see um but yeah thanks y'all until next time i've been maddie hunt and who knows who's bad my boots have been under
1: <laughs> i mean camera do it and my uncles are <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Never seen the best <laughs> in it. <laughs> no, I
0: clicked it. Oh. <laughs> oh, Macklemore.
1: Oh, Macklemore.